he's like love of my life and you know every day he wants to put up a new picture of her and it's oh my just goodness. and like, you're like you're like babe scroll back scroll back exactly exactly <laughs> Just go back 12 months. You're going to see how this is about to play out. Hey, welcome back to Bumbling Idiots, the podcast about online dating for the rest of us. I'm Evangeline Jelly, and I'm here with my co-host, Sam, and we're going to dive right into it. What's going on? Uh, Not much. Yeah. This should be a fun one. (laughs) I know. I wrote down some topics. Um, For instance, um, Mm -hmm. on my little my little wheel of ideas, I just spun it and I came up with perfect. WTF is compersive. So I wrote to myself, like, what the fuck is compersive? I still don't know. I haven't looked it up. Do you know what it is? Oh my goodness. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Uh, let me look it up. Let's is see this a this comment is... from a friend? No, this would have been like somebody that I must have seen it a few times when people had listened. You know how like, um, what's the one of the ones that they're looking for? Sapiosexual. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you see somebody's profile and they're like, I'm a sapiosexual. And at first I was jazzed about that because... I'm not dumb, you know, and I read a lot and I like to talk about yeah. interesting <laughs> topics with people. And so I was like, oh, oh, that's me. I'm people that are consider themselves to be sapiosexuals will find me to be, um, mm-hmm. you know, up their alley. And then the couple times I um, dial- dialogued <laughs> with somebody who had self-identified as a sapiosexual, I just realized it was just a crock of shit. Like it was just a way of making them sense. <laughs> <laughs> they were trying to promote the fact that they consider themselves to be intelligent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I tend to not be a big. I think I I think I run from fads, and so when yeah, I mean the first time you learn what that word means, you're like, oh, that's cool, you know, because why not? Oh, right. you know, like my favorite thing isn't like really dumb people. So, yeah, sure, right? <laughs> but, you know, along the lines of I like people who, you know, I like to breathe air and 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 move throughout my day and yeah. experience joy. Um I think it it's just people using big words to have fun with big I don't know. It's got that, I guess yeah, strike that. Let's <laughs> let's pull that prince charles moment and be like nope we're gonna start over starting now are you following all those ridiculous shows no about the crown oh there's some excruciating interview where he was like giving the interview decided he didn't like it and he was like okay we're gonna go again oh that's hilarious (laughs) yeah they keep it in whatever they rolled um yeah they do it's fictionalized so it's the crown so it's like also fake but um i think yeah i don't think it's real but um I, I understand what you're talking about now. The yeah, it, TV it, show, The Crown. Yeah, it was pretty funny oh. um, because it's just everything. I, I think Prince Charles in general is just. I just perceive him as is as hundred percent cringy, like twenty four seven. Really, as opposed you, to like a uh, Prince Andrew. Oh, oh you mean cringy, God. like socially awkward, as opposed to perverted? Is that what you mean? Yeah, those are two different two <laughs> different categories. Yeah, those are big. Yeah. Those are big, like child molesting pedophilia versus um, out of touch with normal people. 
<laughs> that was cringy. I would cringe to either of those concepts, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, would you not? Would you yeah. not find like child molestation to be cringy? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a lot more sensitive though. I think <laughs> my, my trigger level is much lower than actually, uh, yeah, criminal behavior. <sighs> Yeah. Oh my goodness. This is so funny. You know what I realized is that uh, I am not on Wi-Fi. So give me one second. I'm going to do that airplane mode thing, which might drop it, but should just transfer over. So hold on one sec. Have we just determined that Wi-Fi is better? I thought Wi-Fi I have... was worse. No, no, no. At least where I am. Okay. I'm officially okay. on the Wi-Fi. I, okay. I think what we determined, <laughs> what we think is happening, and this does seem to happen a lot in phone calls with people, is that if you are on a Wi-Fi network, but also where there is cell service like where i am there the cell service is kind of spotty the effectively like the router within the phone seems to enjoy hopping around and looking for the what it considers to be the most viable option and since exactly where i am i think that the wi-fi is preferable that's why i'm just taking the cell service off because it seems to periodically hop and that's where we i i my my supposition is that that's where we're getting these random drops on my end Okay, We're, so. we'll cut this part, right? Sure. <laughs> you don't think us talking tech is, like, hot? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about the routers. <laughs> Coaxial cables. that other segment of the audience who's who's like whatever the anti-sapiosocial is oh, yeah. <laughs> these women need help right right exactly yeah, i can like... solve your connectivity problem yeah so but the sapiosexual <laughs> thing is interesting because i there were a lot of terms when i came into online dating that i had not yet encountered and so sapiosexual is one of them for sure and um when i looked it up it was um I think the idea around it was that it is a person who I think becomes like increasingly attracted to somebody based on their intellect. So that this is the theory. Now, this is not how I have found the application to be, but I think the theory of it is something around that. Like a person, it's basically somebody saying, oh, I like smart people, but also I am wow. more likely getting... to be increasingly attracted to somebody There've based been on like... their intellect. Yeah, I think, well, the definition of sapiosexual is just finding intelligence attractive or sexually compelling. Like, that's what turns people on. Oh. So. There was one of them that was like, some. there was some term out there that I encountered that I looked up that had to do with the fact that people become increasingly attracted to somebody the more they know them. That was like maybe a different one. Huh. That yeah. seems normal also. Yeah. It does, doesn't it? Like, do we need yeah. a term for that? I know. <laughs> I think um, a lot of these terms are just expanding, perhaps. I think, um, ex you know, acknowledging things that we all find attractive, you know, adding language to it, defining mm. it, ma making, bringing awareness to it. Um, and I think that that makes sense because... I mean, I guess I'm mentioning that because when my children have brought these things up, like, hey, I think I'm, I think I'm this, I think I'm that. And, you know, I, I love that they share these things with me. And then I also tend to pause and say, well, I, 
you know, some of these things seem self-evident to me, mm. but, but because, you know, I, I do find people who are intelligent, attractive and find certain characteristics, extremely attractive in people, perhaps, I guess, you know, I guess what matters is, I guess when people are identifying these things, perhaps who are more gender fluid and also um, fluid in terms of who they're attracted to <clears throat> gender wise, I think that they're acknowledging the things that stand out more, you know, when it's, when it's kind of, well, it's hmm. not whether it's a man or a woman, it's actually these characteristics that draw me to somebody very powerfully. And I mm. think that we're just giving language to these things. So I think in our generation, I, I actually, I just, I, I love it. I mean, it's, I think it's overwhelming to people of older generations when they look and, and there are like 30 different categories of what you are, mm, <laughs> what yeah. you are or how you are drawn to people. And I think it's just an expansion of our communication and our language. Um, you know, and it's, it's, it's very, I feel like it's very limited of me to be like, well, those are, that seems self-evident. Like, of course I'm interested in nice people or intelligent people, or I'm, I'm more compelled towards people as I get to know them because those things are true for me, but I don't necessarily think that that's, that diminishes it in any way by identifying it or, you know, even if most mm. people do like those things, um, Sorry, go ahead. You were going to say something. Yeah, no, I was just sort of thinking of young adults emerging into the world and figuring out who they are in the world. And that's a huge, long process. It's kind of a lifelong process. But I can see the um, the benefit of, um, ironically, like creating categorical labels around things and saying, oh, this is, this is what I am or this is what I'm resonating with. I've given language to it as opposed to, I think that if, as you and I are having this conversation, this idea of, am I attracted to people that are intelligent? Well, fuck yeah, of course I am, you know, <laughs> but that's not the kind of thing that I, I think that I need to like announce to anybody because it's just a, it's not something I would have thought of before, but um, I guess maybe me several decades ago may have, that might have been helpful for me to have had language around. And the, the thing that I find to be interesting in looking at the way that these terms have come up um, in people's profiles is that it's not um, like if somebody was to say sort of in the meat of a paragraph about themselves, I find intelligence really attractive that I would see as an opening statement, you know, like, like would, the, my, my worldview is open to this. And, and it, these are things I'm interested in. This leads me out into the world. Whereas when some, when I've read a profile that has the definition, like, well, I'm a sapiosexual, that felt, feels limiting, you know, like if, like I need to, like the person who's presented that information in, in, in a category um, with a label on it implies that they're going to, going to find people who fit in or out of that box, as opposed to the nuance of, of meeting somebody, you know, like, are they going to stand there with like a, you know, a little checklist that they're going to be you know inquiring with over the course of several dates to see if you you meet a certain iq it's just interesting it's there's a difference it's, it's the same intent i like intelligence but one is presented in a way that's like a pass fail in the way that i read it and the other one is a quality <laughs> in a person <laughs> oh i love that um yeah oh you know what you've gotten three things wrong throughout our coffee dates so <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> i kind 
not up to my standards. Yeah, like they show up with a clipboard yeah. and a grammar little... error. Yeah, er, you know, there'll be none of that. Yeah, yeah. And pop quiz, like a pop spelling quiz, perhaps. Oh, well, my then, goodness. yeah, and then when you look at this world where more and more people are seeking to find potential partners or romantic lives and dates and whatever you're looking for um, through a dating app where you can uh, uh, search and limit your search parameters based off of subsets of information. Um, it is interesting to me that if I determine I'm a sapiosexual, this is the label that I'm applying to the world and what I want versus oh, I really resonate with intelligence and I enjoy certain types of conversations. Um, if I personally have identified as sapiosexual, then that's like a search term I might use for other people. And that's a completely different experience than the arbitrary nature of meeting somebody and enjoying that which evolves between two people, which could be obvious without a clipboard even in the first minute and a half that like the person is just, you're not going to get off the ground with this person whatsoever, you know? Right. And there are all the unintended consequences. You know, if it really were a database, then yeah, I think I would add that. Um, and I, maybe, you know, of course, everything's a database. And so maybe I should consider it that way. Um, I often wish we could type in, um, you know, kind of like hashtags just in clear. So they were like just there in the background as far as like the data set, mm-hmm. but, but not necessarily there in the foreground. So... Mm. Um, there are the unintended consequences as i see them are i tend to perceive things like announcing you're a sapiosexual as somewhat um actually having like the opposite effect like yeah i feel like it's a signifier of both arrogance and perhaps not being that intelligent (laughs) yeah Yeah, i mean anybody who's walking around saying like i'm really smart i need to know i'm really smart is questionable they're at yeah. least insecure that's you know. exactly but i do have empathy for people who've just learned the word who are like yeah that's awesome yeah <laughs> me too awesome i'm gonna put that everywhere and then you find out you know like a month later wait a minute that's not cool you know <laughs> yep so compersive was the term that i had identified some time ago and as you know is, i literally I, wrote to myself are, wtf are sh- is compersive are you sure i looked it up it's a term that I must have come across a few times in a couple of people's bios and wanted to know. Are you serious? You yes. found this in people's bios? Yes. Oh Did my you goodness. know what it is? Well, no, no. I don't use that word. I don't know what that word is. Um, Would you like to know? Because I'm looking oh, at the Urban Dictionary. Oh, that's why. That's why. Yes, I found it. <laughs> oh, I love life. <laughs> that's why. This is not a word that we learn in English class. This is not a word that we learn from our thesaurus when we are obsessive about diction mm-hmm. and happen to be a subset that is me. Um, wow. Yeah, you know, I think these days I would be that I kind of have the equivalent of the Urban Dictionary on my desktop, though I do miss the days of having the physical one because then I would just page through it all the time as I did with the real dictionary and the real encyclopedias. So yeah, yeah, that's tendency to become aroused instead of jealous when one's partner has sex with another person. Yep. That's why. Yep. Well, thank you. Thank you for that, Evangeline. Yeah, well, no problem. I mean, first of all, I want to circle back to your idea of paging through a, th- a dictionary, whether it be urban or otherwise. And I, I agree. I think what you mean is that by just randomly flipping through it, you're going to learn new terms as opposed to only using a dictionary when we are curious about one word. Right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. 
Yep. So we'd be far more versed in interesting terms if we just flip through a dictionary. Yeah. So this is, um, I'm not sure when I came across this term, but I must've seen it a few times and just threw it into my little log of subjects to discuss. And um, so I've definitely seen it in people's profiles. I don't know how they would have used it. Like I'm looking for a compersive relationship or I am compersive, but um it does make me think of the one profile that stands out that I saw where the fellow had a really nice sort of normal bland series of statements about, you know, looking to date somebody nice and blah, blah, blah. And if it, but then it got down to like, and if it ever gets serious, I'd ideally like to share you. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like jammed into the fourth sentence and it was like three words and you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, and I had a whole huge interesting conversation with a friend of mine who's a guy recently about looking at these profiles because he also does online dating. And um, my point was that I feel that sometimes people reveal perhaps a little too much information at the first pass about themselves in some of these bios that makes me uncomfortable. And it's not because of the subject that they're putting out there, but I question the fact that a person is so comfortable to just put this on the internet for anybody to see that is also using the same app and it's paired with their name and their face. And like, I, I just question the levels of judgment involved. Like, are they aware that they're that exposed? Because this idea of somebody being this blatant about their sexual preferences is terrific. Like, that's great. You know what you want. You, you want to get out there and have other people respond to you that are into the same thing as you. Like, there's nothing wrong with doing that. But considering that there are, I don't know, tens of thousands of people that are going to be flipping through profiles and might be coming across yours, it just seems like a smaller subset of people. Um, it just seems like the kind of thing that you might want to wait until you're in dialogue with somebody and then put it out there. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I think this is an important topic and we've brought it up before. And I think all of us with children, you know, have been kind of had our eyes open to this topic. It brings concern to me less about what they've said, but more the fact that they were comfortable with the entire universe seeing it, or maybe they don't yeah. understand how public it is. That makes me feel concerned for their ability to um, sort of judge, you know, it's, it's about judgment. Do they have solid judgment? Yes. And I, I think that that comes up regarding parenting children because when we are more impulsive and have less, <laughs> less judgment, I think many of us have had the experience of thinking, oh, I, I certainly would, what, would not want all of my childhood decisions, thoughts, and you know, behavior to become permanent public record. Mm -hmm. um, and, and now that's actually extremely possible because at any point in time, someone's behavior can be recorded with an, with a cell phone or, you know, in any way, either audio mm. or video or photos, you know, by someone else witnessing it, but also for kids to post things that are not necessarily going to represent them well or accurately um, now or in the future. And mm. so I think many of us have had to have that conversation and really remind them that anything they put on the internet is permanent because it, it really is it really yeah. is it's kind of recorded as soon as you put it out there and so 
um, with regard to dating apps, I do think that that's a valid um, consideration because, and I, I just have to assume that some people consider that and don't have any self-consciousness about it. They're maybe they're more comfortable answering questions that seem very intimate to other people that they are completely, you know, that they are comfortable like this, you know, the compersive, (laughs) compersive as an excellent example um, Mm. where they're, they're comfortable sharing that publicly. Yeah. I, I I don't know though. I, I, I think it's a valid question. I think, you know, do people feel like there's a, an expectation of privacy within, you know, privacy somewhere, you know, within the app or within the people that are potentially, you know, people you would date. Um, and you and I, I think are, are discussing it as the actual, the opposite, that this is, this is public. This is, this yeah. is real life. Anyone can go in there and set up an account and read anyone's accounts. You yeah. Can... And not even trying to come across it. Like if you work for a relatively large company or it doesn't matter, small company, it doesn't really matter. Like there's literally no reason why your coworker can't just randomly come across without even intending to come across your profile and if your profile says right. that you're compersive that is probably information they did not know before they read that and it's a little awkward to now know that yes and you know this actually came up when i was talking to this friend of mine about it because it was a i forget how this i don't know i think he was the one that brought it up having seen somebody who had um listed that they had an std on you know, right up there as a regular part of the bio. Like I like tennis, golf, and oh, I have this STD. Mm-hmm. And I had seen that a couple times too. And, um, you know, he thought it was super refreshing. <laughs> and I thought that's a little high level, you know? And we had this very interesting conversation about it because his perspective was like, well, this, you know, this is going to like winnow out anybody who doesn't want to deal with that. And, um, you know, whoever's responding already knows and they can't be like surprised by whatever it comes up as a point of conversation several days right. in. But that begs the question, why would they care? Right? I Well, I would think that they're, if I would think, and to me, this is a judgment call. Right. I would hope that an adult would care whether or not their coworker was aware. Like it's just not part of the work world. And so given that this is, a forum where anybody can can read your profile that's the part that where i get thrown off yeah i i guess i think it's an interesting that's an interesting um view on it i think that it's i think it's extremely subjective what each of us finds to be acceptable for public consumption <laughs> not safe for work type of things and what isn't mm-hmm. um maybe not safe just not normative to work it's just not part of the conversation that happens at work typically. i'm just using the common term you know yeah, sfw yeah. um i think yeah i don't i don't know i think that that would be that's that's a i think that's a extremely subjective i think it's of course um, under the category of we don't need to know um, <laughs> but I think it's interesting that you and I have different points of view on it I well, think yeah but I guess okay so to take it off of like the sex thing let's just talk about like other types of privacy like if I had a certain amount of debt let's say I was like 
$17,533 in debt, right? That's very specific. Right? I know. I wanted it to be specific. So it comes across as like, this is an important piece of data that you need to know about me, potential partner in the universe of people that are skimming past my profile. Like, is it normal <laughs> and appropriate? Like, what does it say about me that this is a detail that I need the world to say, see in, in my bio? Like, just so you know, I'm $17,533 in debt. Yes, I hear your point. It's, it's yes, it's, it's something that's like, you know, page 123 rather than in the foreword of your of your <laughs> life yeah exactly <laughs> it may be really critical information but it's only critical perhaps to somebody that you might be getting serious with and right. therefore that is very critical right. information but it's right. certainly not like if i stepped onto a city bus and wanted everybody on the bus to know like the information about me like <laughs> most of the people do not give a shit and then everybody's like well okay thanks for the tmi bud you know like don't care like when are you getting right. off the bus right yeah so like yeah some people i let them know right up front you know that when i'm introducing them to my wonderful friend evangeline that she has six kids because that could be a deal breaker <laughs> You wait but, you're gonna tell people i have I, six kids I, for me is, that is for me to disclose that i have 58 children in a shoe um <laughs> it's a boot it's a boot it's a boot Just we've upgraded <laughs> all terrain um <laughs> it's a crock <laughs> it oh my goodness yeah i think it's it's funny because, yeah, you were just talking about, like, the person who, who wove the detail into, like, the, the compersive factor into, like, mid-profile, you know? Right, right. <laughs> like, perhaps they felt that that was, like, appropriately, you know, well, if you've gotten this far, <laughs> you should know. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's so funny. People do say that at the end of lengthy profiles, the ones that allow it, like, OKC profiles, you know, they're like, thank you. If you've, if you've read this far, then you should reach out, you know? It's right. like you're right I have it's just a cue for me that I've spent too much time on that app and I should probably delete it <laughs> right like thank you for surviving the gauntlet of my excessively long profile right um, yeah you've qualified you're the big winner <laughs> you can contact me now <laughs> oh my goodness yeah yup so yeah okay so this is kind of like I guess we've kind of brought this from terms that i was unfamiliar with and i think some pe people would be pretty a lot of these terms are new to people if they're just coming into online dating um and i wonder how many of them are also kind of like regional like are people talking about compersive relationships in utah maybe um uh, we'd have to ask we'd have to ask one of those maybe maybe there's more of that conversation happening in utah or iowa or i think I think our country is is very in, like integrated like people I mean especially because people tend to open up these apps when they're on work trips uh, okay and... I was more thinking of like volume you know like if you're in an urban environment then there's like a like a huge amount of potential people that you might be meeting then sure maybe you're going to be a lot more speciated about what you're saying versus if you're like in the middle of some rural area where there's like a person who's 100 miles away from you you, you maybe yeah. don't want to be completely specific about what you're looking for maybe you're more willing to be a little bit more open to other ways of knowing people but yeah yeah i mean what else what else do you think is um we i mean we will we must vary greatly in terms of what we disclosed early on and what we think is like too much to disclose and you know, I think everybody's private about different things. Yeah. 
So you're you're asking like what things I find to be a little TMI that you may not? Yeah, yeah, or yeah, that's anyone anyone might not. I mean, I have well, this true. issue like, recently. Yeah. There's there's a politician, local politics that I follow, and I follow him on Instagram, and I opened it up the other day, and he's in a speedo, in public, <laughs> and uh. <laughs> Um, on the beach i think he was on vacation so he was saying hey here i am on vacation in my and, speedo yeah and i thought to myself that's that's too much like i don't <laughs> i don't like i don't need to see a politician in a speedo i just don't i didn't need to see him specifically i like him i admire his work i i think he is pushing things forward and you know exactly the way we're talking about in meaningful ways um, and, you know, in his world and the things that he's working on. However, now I only picture him in this Speedo. Right. And I silenced uh, my alerts from him for a while because I was like, yeah. I, just, I just don't. Yeah, I don't. And that's my problem, right? That's not a him problem. Well, it's a little bit like know the purpose of what you're doing. Right. But I did. Qu- yeah, it did make me question his judgment. Um, Aha. Yes, this is my point. Excellent. Yeah. Right, yeah, which is like, like the sapiosexual. The unintended consequences are that I think you're arrogant if you put that in there. <laughs> like, thank is, you for letting me know. Yeah, yeah, and it and it 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 will only trigger that response by people who immediately know what that word means, and so you're ruling out a whole bunch of the people you think you're attracting. And similarly, like this politician posting in his speedo, I don't know what he was thinking. I just don't know. I I, I yeah. think the point is comfort with your body you know it's kind of things that i'm ex- I, I agree with I, I like him i think we agree on most things and i think it's a me problem that i didn't want to see him in his speedo um you know maybe if he were overlapping with my crossfit community then i would be like right. nice work bud but um and he's not he's he, great i just like to your point i didn't need to know um what he looks like um and the speedo is a tiny part of it. So I'm mostly talking about How the tiny 99% is it? of... <laughs> <laughs> Was it a thong speedo? <laughs> Just a banana hammock? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, that's a term from the 70s. Wow. That is funny. I haven't heard that in a while. Um yeah that's funny i yeah i was gonna say like 99 percent of them is not in a speedo and that's kind of the <laughs> that's the portion of him that is just that's the portion that comes to mind it's not like the speedo portion yeah but it's just so much skin <laughs> yeah it's kind of like it's just burned into my brain yeah um and with the with the shock and so i think you know things do stick when they come with shock um so it's a very sticky image (laughs) yep and now i'm I'm like man and you know it it makes me um i think you had something to say about this it made me question his judgment yeah and so that's the thing is like it's um yeah it speaks to the fact that he um, absent of him being all about body positivity or whatever like it being part of the narrative of what he's using that particular platform to discuss it certainly shows that he's very comfortable with being on the beach in his bathing suit or whatever but it doesn't really line up with the rest of what he's using that forum for and while i do understand that people are meeting online in dating apps 
and will be having sex with each other if they get to that correct match, right? And that's a lot of it. It's like most of the people who are looking at your profile are not people that you're going to connect with to that level. So you're putting out some very primary sexual information about yourself if you're like talking about STDs or being compulsive or whatever um, that really only applies to a very small amount of people that, that will actually see your profile. And so it's, yeah, that's I think where the that judgment gets right to the point. Play. I think yeah. that gets right to the point is what are you using the forum for in terms of the politician and then exactly um, regarding the dating apps most of the people in this first round right this is first round screening don't need to know um don't need to know and so why would you share that and and i think we've we loop back to this many times I do understand why people have their different reasons for saying things. It, what's interesting to me is like the statement about like the compulsive thing or the guy who mentioned stuffed it right in the middle of his thing about like wanting to share what, you know, or people talking about wanting to be, there's some term out there about a female dominated relationship. And um, that I came across that one a couple of times and I had to look it up where the man wants to be in a relationship with the woman, I guess, tells him what to do all the time. I don't really know. But again, <laughs> If I was this person's coworker, I really don't want to know that. I just yeah. don't. And that's the judgment part is like, are they aware that you know, that's the coworker question test, I think, is like, are you aware and comfortable with the idea that your coworker may be reading this about you? And maybe you are, but to me that's just I don't think it's a it's it's a different thing when somebody chooses to share information. Maybe the whole like what was the word um what was the term? Recursive? No. Um, compersive. Compersive. Like maybe that's such an important part of your lifestyle that you don't want to get past your first date if the person isn't also into that. Um, so bring it up on the first date. But it's just not the judgment to me is like, is this something that the entire universe of people, you want everybody to know this fact about you? And it's a little weird to me if that is the really important thing that you're going to be putting out there whether it has to do with um something about you physically speaking or something about your particular kink or whatever um yeah talking about though this idea about the politician in the speedo i was thinking about i don't really follow that many people on social media but there's a, a person an author who i like his books and his stuff that he posts is generally pretty interesting except that since I've been following him over the course of eight or nine years, barely going on social media ever, but when I happen to see, you know, if I go on, his stuff is on there. I have noticed a trend. I think that he's he's gone through several heavy-duty relationships that he shares. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, well, because he's like, you know, posting pictures of traveling and he's got this girlfriend with him and then that girlfriend with him or whatever. But as a public yeah yes well he's, a, he's an author and so this is how he uses his profile is about all the things in his life which is fabulous and you just have to like if you're going to follow his stuff you gotta that's that's what you're on mm -hmm. for however he and his now wife congratulations to them both are married and this is i think his third wife the fact that i even know this is weird to me but i just know it because you pick up the details in the ether um but those of us who follow him because we like his work are have already seen him go through a divorce. <laughs> oh my god. And so this woman that is now his wife, they I think have been dating for five months. <laughs> oh no. 
and he's like love of my life and you know every day he wants to put up a new picture of her and it's oh my just goodness. and like... you're like you're like babe scroll back scroll back <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> just go back 12 months you're gonna see how this is about to play out <laughs> exactly and like it's a little bit like he's so obviously enamored of the situation of being married oh, and that's lovely and he's goodness. in love and this is exciting and maybe it's really gonna happen but there's it's like for somebody who's you know like 58 degrees separated from his life it's you know i'm just looking at the meta information and the meta information it's like the tea leaves do not read well in this situation <laughs> and i really want to stop following him because i don't want to see pictures of his wife every day i don't want to see like i don't give a shit except you should snooze it for six months that's the point is like i do want to see how like i just want to set my little timer and be like is it gonna take oh a year is it gonna take two like but at oh what point goodness. is this gonna flame out and you know how is he gonna that put is that so funny you know so anyway that is very funny yeah and so he's you know i would very much not like to have to deal with so much information about how radically in love he is because we've all seen this before you know so i didn't it's know i can too snooze. funny i can snooze that for a while i think you can snooze um, people for 30 days okay yeah because i just it's a little bit like your dude in the speedo like my author guy is not putting up the information that uh why i'm following and he's shifted you know, it would be like if he was posting recipes every day. They might be great food, but, like, I'm not interested. That's not why I'm following him. Yeah. Um, your Speedo man might be amazing if he was doing a calendar of politicians in Speedos. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's not his brand. Oh, my goodness. That would be so great. Mitch McConnell. <laughs> <laughs> what color would so his thing be? Good. Oh, I think red, white, and blue. Ugh, how shriveled. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Are you talking the Speedo or are you talking Mitch McConnell? All? Oh my goodness. Oh, I accidentally saw things I did not want to see about the um, Harvey Weinstein case. Apparently, the um, it was a headline about how the photographs of his uh, junk or like a huge factor in the the latest case uh, huh. of his sexual assault and rape trial. Okay. Um, and how I will just give you the overview so you don't need to dip into that. But apparently he's just gruesome. Um, everything south of the navel is is a very unpleasant experience. Um, and so really, yeah. wasn't that like wasn't there like some king that was the deal? He had like a, a sex chair that nobody can figure out how he used it, but it had something to do with the fact that he couldn't um operate otherwise <laughs> a sex chair yeah but to this day like anatomically speaking people are not sure what was everybody just is aware <laughs> that there was yeah there was some factor happening that he needed this thing to, to be designed in such a way but nobody quite knows how it was used interesting well it yeah. certainly does make the mind <laughs> <laughs> wonder um, so is this what's going on with harvey weinstein is that he has such weird body parts that um, that's playing into the situation or yeah this yeah this is like way too much coverage of, of uh, <laughs> this topic but yes apparently his yeah his genitalia is like grossly um
that for- out. Okay, I can't handle this. <laughs> yep. You asked. I said I was I- going to give you the, the overview. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm on that note. I have family things to do because it's Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Happy Christmas tree shopping. <laughs>